0: Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. If they are doing things that do not line up with the scripture and who you know God to be, then you know that sounds like a prophet lie to me. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Confidence Restored podcast, presented by CC America, also known as Confidence Centers of America, and hosted by Tamaria Jordan. This is a show designed to help you build your confidence, increase your faith, and get mentally fit to overcome any trials and tribulations you may encounter. Through personal testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation, Tamaria and guests seek to inspire and uplift you. This message is delivered by us, CCing you on lessons learned in hopes of encouraging you regardless of where you are in life. Enjoy the show. Thank you for joining me for Prophesy or Prophet Lie. Today, we're gonna get real about the gift of prophecy and how you can discern who is speaking from the power of God and who is sharing information just from themselves. And as we think about where we are as a society, there are a lot of people now who are in the business of, and I say the business of prophesying, preaching, all of the above. Their goal is to get people to listen, to follow them, to understand where they're coming from, but sometimes what they may be telling believers is not 100% based in biblical truth. So Father God, I just thank you for today. I thank you for everyone listening. I pray that you would bless them, that you would give them grace and mercy for today and every day, that you would keep us, show us any areas in our heart where we need to repent and allow us to continue to focus on living life For you and allowing you to work through us. God, we thank you for our family, friends, and all of those that we may impact day in and day out. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So I want to start this off by telling you a short story from the Bible. The story is actually in 1 Kings, and it talks about the fact that there was a prophet who lied to a younger prophet. So the younger prophet had heard from god but what happened was the older prophet gave the younger prophet bad advice and while we may not know why that particular prophet decided to do what they did what we do know is that they gave them wrong information in the name of god essentially so In 1 Kings chapter 13, verses 11 through 25, it says, Now there dwelt an old prophet in Bethel, and his sons came to him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. The words which he had spoken unto the king, then they also told to their father. And their father said unto them, What way went he? For his sons had seen what way the man of God went, which came from Judah. And he said unto his sons, saddle me the ass. So they saddled him the ass and he rode thereon and went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak. And he said unto him, art thou the man of God that camest from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said unto him, come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I may not return with thee nor go in with thee. Neither will I eat bread nor drink water with thee in this place. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, thou shalt eat no bread, nor drink water there, nor turn again to go by the way that thou camest. He said unto him, I am a prophet also, as art thou. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee into thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him. So he went back with him and did eat bread in his house and drank water. And it came to pass, as they sat at the table, that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back, meaning the old prophet. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, For as much as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord, and hast not kept the commandment which the Lord thy God commanded thee, but came that and hast eaten bread and drunk water in the place of which the Lord did say to thee, eat no bread and drink no water. Thy carcass shall not come into the sepulchre of thy father's. And it came to pass after he had eaten the bread and after he had drunk that he saddled for him the ass to wit for the prophet whom he had brought back, meaning the young prophet. And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him. And his carcass was cast in the way and the ass stood by it. The lion also stood by the carcass and behold, men passed by and saw the carcass cast in the way and the lion standing by the carcass and they came and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. So this young prophet, God had given him a word. God told this young prophet what to do, but he listened to someone who blatantly lied on the spirit of God because he had heard all these wonderful things that this young man did. And he said, you know what? I'm going to tell him to come back to my home and eat and drink. And that young man, knowing what God had specifically stated to him, unbeknownst to him that the prophet was lying, he listened to the old prophet and decided to obey him rather than to obey the word of God. And so when I think about that story, it, it reminds me of a lot of real life situations where we may know what we feel in our spirit is right. And all of us have our gut instinct. People say, you know, it's, it's what you feel like you should do. It's a inkling. It's something that says, Hmm, something just doesn't feel quite right. And a lot of times we ignore that small, still voice. The one thing about God and I love how I can't remember exactly who said it first, but they say, God is a gentleman. God is not going to force himself on you. However, I think for a lot of us, we fall into the trap of putting people on a pedestal. And so when God is trying to talk to us, we may think a multitude of things, but it's because of the voices that we're hearing. We have too many unauthorized voices in our ear. And so then we start to get confused about what God is saying. But the one thing about prophets and the word of God it does tell us in the Bible how you will identify a true prophet of God. And I think that it's important, especially now as we think about what's happening in our world, there's a lot of calamity. There's a lot of things that have been prophesied even way back before that will still come to pass. Because the one thing we know about God's word is in Isaiah 55:11, it says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So God's word will prosper. God's word will come forth. God's word will be true. It literally depends on who we listen to. And so it's important for us to pay attention, especially in these end times, as there are a lot of people who claim to be speaking on behalf of God. And will say, thus saith the Lord, and the Lord didn't say that. And so this takes me back to the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 18, and I think it's important to read the whole chapter. So I'm going to start in verse one, because I think it's important for us to think about the full context. And that's something I recommend to anyone, always read the word for yourself. Don't just take someone else's word for it. And if you need the Holy Spirit to come in and show you the interpretation of what that means ask god for the interpretation ask me how i know there was a time where i really struggled to read the bible i would fall asleep all the time i couldn't pay attention but yet if i was watching tv i was fine and so what i felt in my spirit was you need to ask the holy spirit to show you to guide you and i also heard it in a church that i attended calvary revival church in norfolk virginia where the pastor always told us to read the word for ourselves. And also Pastor Lynn Lovejoy of Revelation Word Ministries, they always encouraged me to read the word for myself. So I am going to read Deuteronomy 18, but I also encourage you to read Deuteronomy 18 and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you in all spirit and in truth and give you the revelation that he wants you to have from the particular scripture. So what I will share is starting in verse one, the priests, the Levites, and all of the tribe of Levi shall have no part nor inheritance with Israel. They shall eat the offerings of the Lord made by fire and his inheritance. Therefore shall they have no inheritance among their brethren. The Lord is their inheritance as he had said unto them. And this shall be the priests due from the people, from them that offer a sacrifice, whether it be ox or sheep. And they shall give unto the priests the shoulder and the two cheeks and the maw. The first fruit also of thy corn, of thy wine, and of thine oil, and the first of the fleece of thy sheep shalt thou give him. For the Lord thy God hath chosen him out of all thy tribes to stand to minister in the name of the Lord, him and his sons forever. And if a Levite come from any of thy gates out of Israel where he sojourned, and come with the desire of his mind unto the place where the Lord shall choose, Then he shall minister in the name of the Lord, his God, as all his brethren, the Levites do, which stand there before the Lord. They shall have like portions to eat beside that which cometh of the sale of his patrimony. When thou art coming to the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drove them out from before thee. Thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God, for these nations which thou shalt possess Hearkened unto observers of times and unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered thee so to do. The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him ye shall hearken. According to all that thou desireth of the Lord thy God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord, my God, neither let me see this great fire any more, that I die not. And the Lord said unto me, they have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee and will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. And it came to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall sh- he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. But the prophet, which shall presume to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, even that prophet shall die. And if thou say in thine heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord hath not spoken? When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Lord, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord hath not spoken but the prophet has spoken it presumptuously, thou shalt not be afraid of him. And when you think about being presumptuous, essentially we're talking about the people who kind of speak out of order. They are sharing something that God did not tell them. So showing little respect for others by doing things you have no right to do. And so that is acting presumptuously. And the Lord says in Deuteronomy 18 that those who speak presumptuously, who God has not called, whose words will not come to pass, those are the people that you should not listen to. Now, here's the thing. The Bible tells us in Acts, it says that in the end days that God will pour out his spirit. So in Acts 2, it says, it started in verse 17, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will shew wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whatsoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know him, being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holden of. For David speaketh concerning him. I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope. Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made to me the ways of life, thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. And then it continues on. And when you think about that aspect in and of itself, that young men and old men and daughters and sons, people in general will be able to prophesy, it also is important to know what is in your spirit. And here's the thing. Those who know God will know the truth. You will feel the truth. You will know that it is God speaking to you. You will know that it is not another person. You will know that it's the spirit of God because something in you will tell you, this is, I feel that this is true. Um, There will be a yearning for more. But here's the thing. It also says... (laughs) In the end days, that there will be a lot of people who will come and prophesy. Okay. They will not tell you the truth because they know that Jesus Christ can save you. So their goal is to get you to hell. And so when you think back to some of the terms that were in Deuteronomy 18, and it talked about the people who prophesy out of the Lord's will, those who get the words from other places, meaning those who get The words from the dark side, for instance. It talks about witchcraft. It talks about diviners. And diviners is a person who uses special powers to predict future events. We can't ignore the fact that some people may be able to share or prophesy and say, oh, this is what's going to happen. But how they are getting the information is not of God. So they might be consulting with familiar spirits. They may be consulting with wizards or individuals that practice dark magic or are in to demonic things. And so that for me was really interesting because necromancy, when I looked that up, that's a wizard or magician. There are people who literally believe in that. And it's the art or practice of calling up the spirits of the dead for magical purposes. And so in the Bible, it warns us about these things that there are individuals who may be able to observe the times and share a word but it may not be from God and this is where Matthew 7 comes in where it really talks about how we will know and so when i think about Matthew 7 i'm going to start in verse 7 because i think this verse is important for any believer to know ask and it shall be given you seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you and so remember earlier um When I talked about asking God to show you and asking the Holy Spirit to guide you, literally, it tells us in Matthew 7, 7, to ask, and it will be given. Seek, we will find. Knock, it shall be opened. And it says, for everyone, continuing in verse 8, for everyone that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom, if his son ask bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask of him? Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For the wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. So many people are going through the wide gate. The wide gate leads to destruction. And God is saying, No, I need you all to focus on the narrow gate, the straight gate, the one that a lot of people have issues with today, the one that people argue about, the one that people crucify today in different ways. And so as I continue on, Verse 14, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits, ye shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven, Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these things, say these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. And it came to pass when Jesus had ended these things, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as having authority and not as the scribes. So Jesus came at a time where people were more enamored with religion versus relationship with God and, and hearing what God was saying. They could not receive it. And when we think about what's happening now, a lot of people are being deceived because they cannot receive. They cannot receive what God has for them. They cannot see um what god wants to do god does not want any of us to perish in our wickedness um but people are deceived and so because they are deceived they're listening to people who tell them what they want to hear not what they need to hear they don't talk to them about salvation they literally are doing the things that the bible speaks against but yet they're calling wrong right and right wrong and so when we see these things happening Be not surprised because the Lord said that these things would come. And it said that many people would be deceived by false prophets because inwardly they are ravening wolves. They come across as sheep. So people start to praise the prophet or the people, but they don't go to God for the true revelation. Like, is this person from you? Holy spirit, guide me, lead me, teach me. In Matthew seven, it tells us to knock. All we have to do is knock. And we are not saved by works. We are saved by God's grace. And so when we think about even Ephesians 5, 6, it says that no one deceive you with empty words for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. So meaning people can say a whole lot of stuff to you, but what does their fruit show? And if the person refuses to acknowledge who God is, acknowledge God's power, Jeremiah 9, 6, you live in the midst of deception. In their deceit, they refuse to acknowledge me, declares the Lord. So they are deceiving many people. They are prophelying to people because they don't want you to know the truth. They want you to think that you can be saved by your works and not by believing in God's Son. The only way that we can be saved is through God's grace. And I think that's the part that really trips up a lot of people because we think that we can be saved by what we do. And that's something that I struggled with too. But the Bible literally tells us that there's only one way to Jesus Christ. There's only one way to be saved. And in Acts 16, it talks about how we can be saved and what we can do because the thing is the world will give us a whole lot of advice like the old prophet in the beginning the old prophet told the young prophet something that god did not say he ended up losing his life meaning the young prophet because he listened to people instead of listening to what god had told them to do starting in verse 13 it says and on the sabbath we went out to a city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made and we sat down and spake unto a woman with resorted tither and certain woman named Lydia a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira which worshipped God heard us whose heart of the Lord opened that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul and when she was baptized in her household she besought us saying if ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord come into my house and abide there and she constrained us And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination. So we talked about divination in Deuteronomy met us, which brought her masters much by much gain by soothsaying. So by the spirit of witchcraft and divination, things that are not of God, she was able to tell them who they were in Christ. And so divination is the practice of seeking knowledge of the future or the unknown by supernatural means. So it's not by God, but she was able to speak and not Lydia, but there was a damsel that was possessed that they encountered when they were there. The same followed Paul and us in Christ saying, these men are the servants of the most high God which shew unto us the way of salvation. So Paul was going to get people saved. And this did she many days, but Paul being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of her the same hour. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrate saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs, which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awakening out of his sleep and seeking the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs. What must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. It continues in 32 And they spoke unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour that night, washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all his straight away. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. And when it was day, the magistrates sent surgeons saying, let these men go. And the keeper of the prison told this saying to Paul, the magistrates have sent to let you go. Now, therefore, depart and go in peace. But Paul said unto them, they have beaten us openly, uncondemned, being Romans, and have cast us into prison. And now do they thrust us out privately? Nay, verily, but let them come themselves and fetch us out. And the surgeons told these words unto the magistrates, and they feared when they heard that they were Romans. And they came out and besought them and brought them out and desired them to depart out of the city. And they went out of the prison and entered into the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them and departed. So they were on their way to Lydia's. They met a woman with a spirit of divination. So she was able to tell the future by supernatural means, but it was not of God. So she was able to prophesy, But she knew And the funny thing was what she said wasn't wrong but how she got the gift of being able to see who they were in the spirit was not from God. So if you think about it, it was like a demonic spirit was using her. And then once they realized they could no longer use that woman for their personal gain, they arrested Paul and Silas after they beat them in the streets. And then because God allowed a great earthquake to come and all of the prisoners to go free, Paul and Silas ended up saving the jailer and his family. Literally, he told him how he could be saved because Paul stopped him from killing himself because the jailer could not understand how this happened, nor would he be able to explain it. But after that, they sung, that's when the earthquake happened. So there was like a cause and effect. So they praised God in the midst of their prison, somebody will catch that. They praised God in the midst of their prison And there was a great earthquake. The foundation was shaken. They could no longer be bound. Thank you, Lord. And he told the jailer, do yourself, do thyself no harm for we are all here. No one escaped. They waited. But the gentleman said, how, like, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Paul and Silas, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. So we have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. It's not works. It's not what somebody said. It's not what we do, what we did. It is literally, we must believe on Jesus Christ. Now that doesn't mean go out here and act up and do what you want to do because God does not favor that either. And it says that there's a lot of people that will say and cry, and say, we did this in your name, but God will tell them to part because he did not know them. So God is after our relationship, not our religion. And so the next time when you think about hearing from people and the prophecies, think about what the word says in Matthew seven sixteen: ye shall know them by their fruits. You shall know them by their fruits. So if they are doing things that are not in line with the word of God, if they are doing things that are evil to other people, if they are doing things that do not line up with the scripture and who, you know, God to be, then, you know, that sounds like a prophet lie to me. Okay. So I hope and pray that this message has encouraged you today, that you feel strong in your spirit and in your convictions and that you feel like you are equipped with the word of God so that you know how to discern, especially in these last days, because there are a lot of people who will be deceiving, especially the believers. So as the word says, let those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Those who have eyes to see, let them see. So you have to pay attention to the prophecy, but you also have to know If that person is from God or if that person is prophesying from some type of demonic powers or something that is not of God. So right now it's important for believers, especially to pay attention and to be alert. So if this is your first time joining me, thank you so much for joining this show. I hope and pray that this blessed your spirit. If you've been with me for a while, thank you for coming back. I like to think of the gift that I have as being a teacher, being able to minister and share my story and my testimony, because that is one way in which we overcome the enemy. So the devil wants us to be silent about our truth. The devil wants us to be ashamed, to feel condemned. But in Revelation 12, the word reminds us how we can overcome the enemy. And in verse 10, it says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, and I'll end with this. Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of God and the authority of his Messiah for the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore rejoice you heavens and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. So the enemy is mad. He is upset. But we will triumph over him by the blood of the lamb, that is Jesus, and by the word of our testimony. So be encouraged today. Thank you for your support. Please feel free to follow us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at confidence restored. And you can also visit ConfidenceRestoredPodcast.com. And we are on several major podcast platforms. The videos are there that are meant to encourage and uplift. And I always say we're about that fit life, faith, inspiration, transformation. But the foundation is faith. It's our belief. It's our confidence. is what we trust in. So as... The world goes on and the things going on in the world continues. Just be encouraged and have faith and really get into your word because it tells us God will answer. God is going to give us what we ask for. So if we ask God to show us, if we ask God to help us, then he will. So I pray that you would be encouraged. I pray that you would have a good day. And as my late great grandmother always said, keep on keeping on. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to another live taping of the Confidence Restored podcast by CC America. We are grateful that you tune in week after week and join us for testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. Please be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. And let others know that you are listening to the Confidence Restored podcast. You can also now buy us a coffee to show appreciation at buymeacoffee.com forward slash CC America. Until next time, be blessed.